United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Let's turn our attention to the international. It was just about two weeks ago, I believe it was, that we saw a visit to um, Baghdad. Iran's President Hassan Rouhani, about 11 days ago, I guess, had a meeting with the Iraqi Prime Minister Adel Abdul-Mahdi and the two leaders announced agreements to expand trade, establish a rail link between the two countries, and remove travel restrictions. We're also on the cusp of a new parliament in Iraq, so we want to talk about where we are in our relationship with that nation, where it is in the Middle East, and what we can expect to see as some issues arise. Sahing Hamasaid is Director of Middle East Programs at the United States Institute of Peace, Part of a big conversation that is taking place at USIP, which we'll talk more about at Sarhang, S-A-L-A-R. That's where you'll find him on Twitter. Sarhang, welcome back. Thanks for being here today. Uh, good morning, Tim. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we don't forget, talk about the event. Uh, the Speaker, Al-Habusi, um, had met with the Deputy Secretary, John Sullivan. There is a conversation that is coming up or has, is taking place at the United States Institute of Peace. Talk about that. Uh, yes, um, uh, the Speaker of the Iraqi uh, Parliament uh, is visiting Washington on a formal visit, uh, and uh, part of the, uh, the Iraqi uh, leader's engagement with the United States. So this is an important visit for the Speaker of the Parliament, first, his first visit to Washington. And uh, as, part of, uh, as part of the, the series of events of meeting with the uh, U.S. government officials and uh, uh, congressional leaders, uh, he will be making a stop at USIP uh, on Friday uh, to talk about uh, a range of issues, uh, the priorities for the new parliament um, and uh, uh, the relationship with the United States and uh, what are the, the key issues that Iraq uh, is dealing with. And uh, this is part of uh, USIP has been hosting uh, Iraqi leaders. Uh, we hosted his predecessor. We have hosted uh, the, the uh, prime ministers of Iraq in the past decade every time they came to Washington so this is a good opportunity to engage the Iraqi leadership in a, uh, in a public uh, forum uh, about what are those key issues and put uh, some important questions to him. And speaking of which, what is the state of the Iraqi Union, if I can use that phrase, and what is the state of the Iraqi government vis-a-vis -vis the parliament right now? Well, there are different ways to look at this. I think um, uh, Iraq is at its best state uh, at the moment uh, uh, in the past uh, five years. Uh, the country has recovered, uh, or is recovering, I should say, uh, from uh, an existential fight with the terrorist organization uh, ISIS. That uh, ISIS has been militarily defeated, but leaves behind a big legacy of destruction and security concerns uh, that the Iraqi government has to deal with. Uh, there has been the Kurdish referendum on independence uh, that was suppressed, and the Kurds are now back uh, in the Iraq's politics, more involved. So I think we are at a better place in that sense where the political uh, actors are in government and they are a uh, new government has been formed. It is still missing two key ministries, uh, defense and interior, uh, and actually the third one, justice, but less complicated than the ministry of defense and, uh, and interior. So the political process is uh, slowly but surely has found ways to, uh, to come back uh, to direct the energy of the country from fighting to the political space. But the Iraqi people are not happy. Uh, they, uh, for the most part, boycotted the national elections last year. They are not, not happy 
with the performance of the governments in terms of um, uh, providing jobs and uh, and uh, providing security and providing services. And there are incidents uh, like last uh, last week in Mosul, um, a big tragedy, a ferry uh, uh, drowned, uh, over 100 people confirmed dead, and probably another 100 are still missing. So the people are not happy. <sighs> Well, you know, when I saw the news that the uh, that Iran representatives from Iran were visiting in Baghdad, I thought to myself, wow, on the one hand, this is a country, the two countries had been in wars, and so maybe it's a good thing that there's some diplomacy. But on the other hand, it is Iran. What did you make of that visit? Well, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, the, the glass uh, half-empty view is that uh, the visit of the uh, the president of Iran to Iraq is part of the uh, inroads of Iran uh, into Iraq in terms of, uh, okay, they have been very present uh, through capturing the security landscape through uh, uh, what's called the Popular Mobilization Forces, uh, others refer to as Shia militias, and they have been present through political uh, uh, connections and economic uh, ties and all of that. So Iran's visit uh, is one way uh, the, the visit of the president is seen in one way as consolidating those gains in Iraq after the military defeat of ISIS, and also Iran using Iraq as an outlet to um, uh, to mitigate the effects of the U.S. economic sanctions on Iran. But the glass uh, uh, half full view is that uh, actually to say the the visit is a good thing. These are two uh, important uh, uh, neighbors. Uh, they have uh, a lot of issues of mutual concern. Uh, 900 mile uh, uh, border that needs to be secured. Uh, both countries are interested in preventing an extremist group like ISIS uh, from reemerging. And this is uh, a good thing that the relationship of the two countries is coming into more of a state to state. Uh, a relationship through the, those state visits uh, and uh, through the diplomatic channels. Uh, and that is a good thing from, uh, in, in contrast with uh, the critical view that uh, for the past few years, uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps has been dominating the scene in Iraq through their connections with the popular mobilization forces. So uh, this is a good thing that's happening. Sarang, you also had written recently, how can Iraq limit external negative influence who can help iraq the iraqi people are the best bet for countering violent extremism and malign influences you mentioned before that the people of iraq are not happy with the government right now do they feel empowered to make the necessary change do they have that ability well uh that's a great uh, question and i think that uh, that battle is being had right now so the iraqi people uh are are uh, are far more mature in, in terms of uh um, a democratic engagement than 2003 when Saddam Hussein was toppled. So they are uh, uh, organizing, they are on the street, they are putting pressure on the government. They boycotted uh, the, uh, the national elections last year um, and for the most part. And that the, the danger was felt by the political class in as much as coming together and uh, cutting through gridlock and forming a new government and appointing uh, selecting Adel, Adel Mahdi. Uh, but uh, th that energy uh, could come back to the street. It, there has been demonstrations over the years, and the pressure has been public pressure has been mounting. But that public pressure has not—it's a good thing—has not translated yet into uh, results in reducing corruption and improving the economic situation for people and, uh, and services. So the test for this government uh, lies ahead. Still, we are still few months into this government, um, uh, we, the jury is still out. 
uh, and uh, incidents like the demonstrations in Basra and the tragic incidents in Mosul of the ferry uh, are reminders of the failures of the government, even if it's not a, a threat coming from a terrorist organization like ISIS. I do appreciate you joining us. Good luck with the event on Friday. Sarhang, thanks for being on POTUS today. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for having me. Tarang Hamasaid is director of Middle East programs at the United States Institute of Peace, where Friday the speaker of the Iranian of the Iraqi Parliament, I'm sorry, the Iraqi Parliament will be at USIP for a a get together, a roundtable, if you will, uh, and Sarhang uh, will Sarhang will be taking part in that. We just wanted to mention that he is tweeting, by the way, at Sarhang S A L A R at S A R H A N G S A L A R. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.